today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. The feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Another big one, Woods. What, the show? show Well, yeah. You were talking, you talked a little bit about finding romance. Oh, no. But I thought that might be something we could talk about right now. Why would we? Do you know how hard? It's hard. I'm just saying it's hard to, it's hard to be single in this day and age. You've well, been with your partner got... for like 30 years. You're no, a lucky one. I you am a lucky one. You scored a decent one. I am a lucky one. I thank my stars every day Yep. for my partner, Aaron. And, the, the but I is... imagine if I was single, because I've got a few single friends, female Which and male. You won't give me access to No, because they don't, they, they, I don't, one of them lives, the only single male I know lives in Victoria. Don't care. You can fly over. No, well, we can do FaceTime, whatever. I, I don't have to live with a person anymore. No, I don't this think... is the thing. Like everyone thinks, oh, your life must be so sad because you've been single. That's no, not da, da. sad. Well, it is. My life is a bit sad. <laughs> I'm not saying real. it's sad. I'm but, saying it's hard to meet no, people because this this was off air. You said to me, "Geez, it would suck being single." And I think no, I at did this not age, say that. And I, I think absolutely that's how not. I heard it. How did you say it? I said it would be hard to be single in this day and age. Like it's, yeah. it's dating apps. Going to the. I don't even remember. How do you how do you meet people? I, I like if if Aaron said to me, right, this isn't working out, you're done. See you mm. later down the road. It'd be tough. It'd be tough for me. I'm saying not it not it is tough. Not for Aaron. No, she'd be fine. <laughs> she'd be fine. It's tough because I think going to the pub and dancing and doing all the stuff that you used to how you used to meet people, or going to a footy club or going like that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Well. You're going to be fine, by the way. What I heard when you said that was being single would suck, which is exactly what I said. I just paraphrased that very long explanation of why it would. Because when I was dating last time, there was, get this, kids, there was no Tinder. No. And I did dabble with the online dating a little bit. Yeah. Just so, we should do something on this next show because it's come out, people have been posting some of the intense messages that they've been sent on dating apps. Yeah. There's there's so many it's idiots. It's rank. It's rank. One guy said to me, didn't even say hi. Rank behaviour. Just said, you want to dance with the devil tonight? I said, no, I don't. I'm a pastor's daughter. <laughs> but I mean, what kind of, or other people sending unsolicited things or saying unsolicited Pictures. things. Oh. And it's like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s and I don't know. You were going crook at me that I was saying that you should just get an older man. You were talking about man. one that was in a nursing home that was ninety. I don't mind older men. I find them very cute. That's that's what but, it was off the back of. But, you said old men are cute, and I said, "Why don't you get yourself an older?" You man? said that you thought someone my age wouldn't want me. That's how I heard that it. That is not that is what how I said. I this is all made up. That's how I heard it. No, I know. But because how you did you say things, you should go for an older man. You did said, say that. I did say that. I said, why don't you go for an older man? Someone with experience. <laughs> how much experience do I need? I, I don't know. I don't know what you need. Someone that's, that knows that's... how to handle all the flavours of Woody. If I'm honest, <laughs> I don't think you need a man. There you go. Or Unless you want one, then you can go and get one. What do you mean? I don't, I don't want do to live my life what I'm saying totally is, solo. For the, I'm I'll, happy at the moment. I, I don't have time. I don't know what you're hearing. <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> you can do whatever you want. We had a massive show. You should show. have just said that. We had a massive show, You should show, have just we? said that at the beginning. We had a massive show, didn't we? Oh. I'm backpedalling now. We caught up with Damien Gill, the head of AFL Taz, as he responded to the Glenorchy District Football Club Allegations from the president they or were the interim president Scott Donaghy? Very harsh allegations. They were very full on. Uh, uh, yeah. And so I do like it. You know, I get cranky when people don't come on the show yep. to either defend because we just want to give all points of view. Absolutely. We can't have opinions on it. We weren't there. Uh, but yeah, he does join the show. We also talk about the monkey that cried wolf, <laughs> the siren guy who has gone viral the in Tasmanian. Penis Oh, I wasn't going to say that here this time. Well, this is fine. You can say oh, penis plant. What do you want me to say? 
Willy <laughs> Tree or right, just um what you... I'm checking out. Johnson I'm getting jung- older. Johnson, Johnson I, Jungle. I probably will be ready for that old man with how long this intro's gone for. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here's what you missed. Morning, Hobart. Good morning. What a stunning couple of days ahead weather-wise. Oh, yeah. 26 today. 30 tomorrow. 23 on Sunday. That's pretty good. Oh, fine. Beautiful. A bit hot for me. And if you're down the peninsula, I always subtract a couple of degrees. You're going to be colder down there. Just a couple. Because we're on the coast. You get that sea breeze coming in. Beautiful. Magic. I was there on the weekend. Oh, no. The weekend. Yesterday was the weekend. <laughs> I think you what and I made a. I think you and I've made a grave error here. What? We should have had today off. We should have put in a public like a holiday day. We should. We could have had a four day weekend. We've been on back on air. For, we've yeah. done exactly seven shows. You know, it seems a bit weird to come back in for one day. No, it doesn't. You know what they should have done? Live. They should have given it to us. Don't do that. They should have let us have it off. Don't. They should have gone. Oh, not much point. Don't encourage people to chuck sickies no, today. I'm not, because I'm not, that's not what I've I said. Heard, that's not what I said. I've heard, and you'll probably hear this in the news, that a lot of bosses don't even know that their staff's about to chuck a sickie. That's poor form. If you do that, you're a jerk. You're, if you do that, if you bring in sick today, just because you're thinking the way I'm thinking, you're a jerk. You, you don't that. do that. I didn't say that. You don't do it. Just go to work. I, I know it was, it was particularly hard when I was working in restaurants when I was managing restaurants and I'd do the roster and I knew, I knew that people would, well, it was sort of, you know, that time of year where it was like, oh, it's long weekend, Australia Day weekend, whatever. They'd always call You've never chucked a sickie. Uh, I think I could count on my left hand how many I've done that, and that Why was my right left? hand. Yeah, you showed me your right, you said I could your count left. on one hand, not specific to hands, well, but I could count on my hands. Whatever hand you prefer one of them, up to you, mate. How many sickies I've chucked, in inverted really? commas, sickies where it's like I am definitely could have worked I only chucked sickies when I could easily be covered, like a call centre where there's 500 people. Oh, well, you never chuck sickies at radio then because no, you're hard to replace. It's pretty me. obvious if I'm chucking a sickie. No, but if you're they sick... They notice. There's no, no one think, to cover me. If you're sick, you don't go to work. If you're sick, you don't go to work, particularly in COVID times. Yeah, not if you've got COVID, No, buddy. but any time. Like, if you're sick, you can't operate and it makes everybody's job even harder when people are sick. I'm, all I'm saying is don't chuck a sickie today how if was, you're not sick. How was my sick voice when I used to call the call centre? And when I heard them answer, yeah. I'd go, <coughs> oh, sorry, <coughs> you got me. <coughs> sorry, I wasn't expecting you to answer you, so fast. What's happening right I'm here so, is you, you are encouraging nose. people to I'm so do sorry. what I... I'm so sick. I did Don't get fired, that. so that's if that's a word of warning. You got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Too many sick days. We keep going on. We might get fired. This is Woody and Tubes. Tessa Randello from our Triple M Newsroom Morning. Good morning. GP pilot program. This yes, is good news. It is good news. Yeah. So the federal government and the state government have teamed up on this idea. So what they're going to do is they're going to offer um, registrars, which are trainee doctors, four-year placements in GP in regional Tasmania. So registrars usually jump between four or five different jobs during this time. They try out a, different, a bunch of different specialties. But instead, they'll be getting four-year contracts under the state health um, and they'll be getting, you know, pretty competitive pay, pretty good um, add-ons to, to those employments. So it's kind of a, an incentive for people who are looking into it to stick with that. That's what we need. And that we know they all go with they, all of our emergency departments and critical care units, they all, and ambulance personnel, they all kind of roll into each other. So if our, you can't get into a GP, you end up in an emergency department. And in fact, statistics just came out to say that more than 40% of emergency um, cases mm-hmm. were non-urgent. Yeah. And, and that is a huge tax on the system. That was last month. That was just last month. I think this is good for um, some of those medical students that come out of their training too. You know, it's a six-year course. They go into their registrar year. 
learning to learning on the job. If there are some of these students that come out and know they want to be a GP, this gives them some real consistency, longevity of a four-year contract to be able to train on the job specifically as a general practitioner. That's fantastic. That's good news. You, yeah. Absolutely. You have to make it worthwhile, people coming here, because we know the problem is retention. As well, people either don't want to come here once they've trained because the pay and the conditions aren't on par with the mainland, or they come here or they're from here and we lose them to interstate. So, I think specifically to GPs, I've had a little bit to do with um, general practitioner training in Tasmania as an actor. So, I was one of the patients that was a patient in inverted commas. I did that too. Did you? Yeah, it was. It's really great, and I did it for like seven years because it was really fun, and I got to see how. Trainee GPs came into a clinic, clinical situation and, uh, you know, assessed what was yeah. going on with whatever my case was at the time. They work really hard. They don't know what's about to walk in, in their door, Absolutely. but it is a rewarding career choice because it has, you know, the Monday to Friday stuff, nine to five-ish hours. It's almost like a lifestyle choice, but it is a rewarding uh, service being a general practitioner. So this, like I said, gives some of our registrars some real longevity, competitive pay, as you said, Tessa, which is fantastic for local regional areas here in Tasmania. Just what condition did you have? Oh, I'd heaps. Oh, I, I, like I only years. did it once. They never oh, asked me back. I was a very good actor. This is a totally okay. different. It's totally different. <laughs> hey, let's talk about what's gone viral from yes. the hurricanes and that siren man. Yes, and so, as you man. sound, it sounds like an emergency siren. As I was up in Launceston for the Hobart Hurricanes on Wednesday, there was a unit. I'll call him a unit uh, in the crowd who was doing this. Oh, that is his voice. He's doing that siren noise with his voice. Now, he was doing it. He's been to the Hurricanes before. He did it a couple of uh, weeks ago. He was at a, a home game here at Blunston Arena. It was proper loud. I was sitting next to him when I did that and I had my phone recording him far away. It was insane the yeah. noise he made. The police told him to move on, didn't they? Well, they said people, no people in the yeah, stadium. They said that's they evacuate. People in the stadium were coming up to me saying, Tubes, is that the siren for us to evacuate? I'm like, no, no, it's just uh, this bloke up in the... <laughs> I, it, was, it was so it was loud. It was so loud. Yeah. And I think what he should have done is removed himself from... Because he was doing it in the middle of the grandstand. Oh, no. He should have picked himself up, oh, no. moved himself down onto the boundary and done it somewhere away from heaps of people. So one, people could see it was him doing it. Two... He wasn't annoying the bejesus out of everyone around him. It's a bit like the monkey that cried wolf. What? No. Oh, here we I'll go. tell you about that. I'll have to do it later. Will you, though? Because you've gone on a bit this morning, Chips. <laughs> Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. A man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose broke a record. That's not you. Ended up in hospital for attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not you. No, wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> the Cambodian government yep. has had to beg people to stop picking the ultra rare penis plants. <laughs> the don't, please don't be a three-year-old what? child. I'm, it is a part of an anatomy. It, like, even growing no, up, the, my I'm parents just, would not refer to it as a penis. It was everything but. It's everything, very yeah. awkward when everything? you get to see one and you call it the wrong name. What did you call him? Little man. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. We call them this, willies in my house. Oh, no, we actually call them penises. The, we, we, we say to Ray... Get your hands off your penis, mate. Okay, and can you give his age? Because otherwise it just three. sounds like he's 18 or something. Three. He's three. He's doing it in public. <laughs> he does get around nude a bit. Anyway, so the Cambodian government begging people to keep their hands off their penis yeah. plant. Nepenthes boncorensis is what that's called. <laughs> that that is not how you pronounce it. It is I'm actually confident. is. <laughs> Go it on. actually is. Nepenthes boncorensis. <laughs> No, it actually is. Yeah. I practiced that all morning. <laughs> it's a, peti- a pitcher plant species. <laughs> you can't even say species. Endemic to Cambodia. So 
So yeah. it is known as the penis plant, obviously, because yeah. it's easier to say and it looks like a penis. Todger plant. Or alarmingly, plant. people do call it a penis fly trap. They are critically That's endangered. Funny. But apparently people you like to, to get make your penis them penis trapped in your fly. That's for sure. Apparently people like to pick them because they make nice bouquets. Do you want to just give an example? Like explain. Oh, it looks like a I'm just showing you <laughs> a picture for the first time. It looks like an eggplant. It it, it, it legitimately looks like does. A Tubes will share it on his Twitter account. What's your Twitter account? <laughs> At Tubes, Tubes, Tubes. A little bit of free promo. There you go. But I'm not sharing Did it Did you have there. to say your name twice, three times? Yeah, because Tubes, Tubes was taken. Tubes, Tubes was taken. So I'm with Tubes, Tubes, Tubes. How about just your real name? No, no, no. Andy? Andrew? <laughs> that thing looks like a willy. A tonk. The blooms are so popular. A schlong. A todger. For tourist selfies. Immature. In fact, that the Cambodian Ministry of Environment published a plea on Facebook begging people to stop picking the plants and taking photos next to them. Get your hands off my penis, plant. (laughs) And I quote from that Facebook page. What they are doing is wrong, and please don't do it again in the future, the post read. Thank you for loving our natural resources, but don't harvest. It goes to waste. So the penis plant... How do you make them grow? Well, I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they eat. I'll tell you what they eat. The penis plant lives in a low-nutrient soil and relies heavily on its pitcher, so the top part, to draw in prey. I think the top part's called the helmet. Which then drowns with its digestive fluids, giving the plant the nutrients it needs to survive. Oh, you so, need to stop this because I'm going to get fired. I, you keep going with this, I'm going right. to get fired. Um, tourists, oh, right, you do it on purpose. I need to turn my mic off. Tourists who pluck the pictures inadvertently weaken the plant. Stop it. Push the button. People have been posing next Push to the... the pe- I didn't do that. Who pressed that? Who pressed that? <laughs> it's like they knew. It's like they knew. I was getting myself into trouble. They're a weird-looking plant, though. At Tubes, but Tubes, they- Tubes. We'll post a picture up there and if remember, you'd like to see every it. penis plant is beautiful. This is Woody and Tubes. I've almost forgotten, too, Woods, that it what? is Free Plug Friday. Oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three is the number if you've got anyone you want to give a shout out to anyone, birthdays, whatever. A business. Oh, we're not doing birthdays, are we? Well, if it's someone's birthday, oh, sure. Do you know we used to do birthday cakes here all the time? So you'd be pretty much in the You got a cake stuff. for your birthday? Yeah, but I asked I asked my boss, I said I'm not I'm like celebrating other people's birthdays, but not my own. I ate a fair bit of your cake. I, I know you. You actually went and handed <laughs> out my cake to everyone, and I hadn't even had a slice. But you said go and give it to everyone. No, else. I didn't. I was going to give it to them, but you made it seem as though you oh, were the nice person handing out the cake. It's going back a while. I don't specifically remember. I remember every detail. I, I remember every no doubt detail. But so I said to the boss, "I just really save your money on a birthday cake because everyone's got to be forced to go into that room and sing happy birthday to me, and then it's like." Oh, only five people came. And he goes, your birthday isn't about you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. It's Triple M You can grab us any time on one triple three five three, just like Dave in West Moona has done. Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. How are you? What's going on with you? Uh, mate, I was a chef in Coffs Harbour and I took the Coffs Harbour Cup day off. I told him I was sick. Oh, you pulled a sickie. <gasps> and I ran into the boxes at the Coffs Harbour Cup. Yeah, so it wasn't... <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What did you say? Uh, I just resigned on the spot. So they knew I was... Yeah. Oh. I always quit. Do you put on a sick voice? I was Because we were talking earlier, Chip. <laughs> I don't think you can put on a sick voice when you're at the races and your boss walks up to you. And but you could say, oh, I'm, I'm, ca- to... I'm called in sick. And and he's at the races with Could you. Could you say you lost oh. your dog or something? I don't know. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. as though there's ways to get, or your car broke down. I don't know. I just think there will there could be ways. But when you initially called the boss, do you put on a sick voice? Yeah, look, 
if you're going to go out, go out in a big way, eh? I love it. I love it, David. <laughs> David. We'll pop you a ticket in the meat tray for that, David. Good on you. Pulling sickies is no good. Oh, no. Because that's what happens. You have to then resign. I know, and I got fired for doing one. But I'd never do it at this job. I haven't done it in my more mature adult years. More, more adult <laughs> years. Oh, because I've noticed if I do it here. But when I used to walk in a call centre, there'd be like 600 people, and they used to work into the mine. And so when you called in sick, I did this earlier. You'd, you'd wait until they answered, but pretend you didn't know that answer, and you'd be like... <coughs> It's a it's a cliche thing to do though. I'm so it? sorry. Give me a. As, as, That's what I did. As a former hospitality manager, I always knew that it was BS. I always knew. Apparently, was, a lot of people are calling in sick today. And don't do it. And the bosses don't even know yet. Don't do it. Don't Just do go it to work. I, you know, I end up Just go fired. to work. Do you know what the problem is now? If I am actually legitimately sick, and I ring the boss, he's going to think I'm faking. <laughs> I'll have to FaceTime him and get the onions out. <laughs> It's Triple M Breakfast. You know how we've been having a lot of cruise ships in lately, Woods? Yeah, every time I see them, because I, I want to pop mum on one of the ones that go around the world. <laughs> Just so you've got a room to yourself. Oh, because we live together <laughs> and it's... And apparently I can't kick her out of her own house because she's still too sane. <laughs> no, but, but there are... She loves cruising yep. and there are... Legitimately, it can be cheaper for people... The more of our best vintage people yep. to be on a cruise ship because they get free healthcare, they get food, they get looked after, there's doctors yep. uh, than it is to actually live here in a retirement village. And they book them out for years. My partner Erin and I have been on many cruises, probably, I say many, four in our lifetime, I think it's up to. Great, great way to just set and forget. You pay your money, you get on the cruise ship, you go and visit places and you don't have to do anything. All your food's included. You can do a beverage package as well. Is, all that sort young, of stuff. is it young? Sometimes. Or but is it mainly it's, older? It's mainly, there's, there's certainly a nice um, blanket of the community on there. So really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, if you're honest, it's probably more that older generation that's on there. But there are young people on there. It's good to be able to formulate some new friendships and whatever. But my, one of my good friends from Canada, who I met when I lived in Canada, he is a cruise director. So he got myself, Aaron, and our kids up onto one of the cruise ships while it was in port here in Hobart. It was mm. fantastic to be able to take the kids on this big ship, and they were blowing out about it. Like Molly and Ray were talking about it for weeks leading up. Are we gonna, is this the cruise ship we're going on? Which ship are we going on? Why does the ship have boats on it as well? Explaining all that sort of stuff to them. But basically, we spent the time on the cruise ship while it was here in port in Hobart, on the cruise ship just in the pool with the kids. Loved it. We went and had some lunch. It was fantastic. When I did the cruise for the first time, way back when we were, I think our first cruise might have been when we were 26, I remember thinking That's myself, very young for a cruise. The, yeah, well, we, it was just a way to go to Alaska. Okay. We were doing this cruise to get to Alaska. Uh, when we did that, I remember blowing out about the food. Like, the food is so good. It's free. You know, like it's great we i could choose the steak or the lobster and you know it was fantastic i put on seven kilos in seven days on that cruise can i just say any story you tell relates back to food yeah well the food's a big part of life right (laughs) so we got on this cruise ship and i was looking forward to going to the restaurant and we got onto the restaurant and we had italian and the kids were loving it because they were just sitting there eating their little pizza and i got the pasta and i looked at it and i i'm like it's it's okay The food's just okay. But I think what it did for me is gave me some real perspective on how lucky we are here in Tasmania to have such great food. I think we are spoilt here in Tasmania. You know, you go to the local corner shop and it's like pretty much what they get on the cruise ship. (laughs) You know what? I can't believe you are whinging about the fact you got free food on a cruise ship. Only you <laughs> would be able to find a way to complain about the quality of no, food when it was free. All I'm saying is that here in Tassie, we are so lucky to have so many great producers, yep. so many great uh, chefs. And that, like, I'm legitimate. Our, our local pizza shop was as good as this cruise ship pizza. Yeah. Like, as good if it, it was better then. Because I had the marinara pizza. And then. And, and then I did. I did then, have. I did have a few courses. And then he got some takeaway, but he, not as good as Tassie, but he still ate it all. <laughs> no, but the great thing was the kids had a good time. They were blown out, and it's great for the tourism here in Tasmania to see the cruise ships back. And uh, I had a good time. 
Sounds like it. This is Woody and Tubes. You can give us a call anytime, one triple three five three. Just like Rodney has in Signet. Good morning, Rodney. What do you want to talk about? Morning, guys. How are you? Great. We're flying. What do you need? Um, prices, you know, people going to do um, Cassidy all the time at the Royal. Yep. Most people, the reason why they go to Cassidy is because they can't afford to go see a GP when you've got to pay up front things, then have the money, then the doctors will see. If you haven't got the money, they won't see it. Yeah, well, so you can, you can see why people go to the doctor, uh, the, to the Royal. Yeah. We were talking, that's what we were, the we were saying this earlier, weren't we, um, Tubes, is that there's a GP pilot program coming and hopefully it's going to entice training doctors to come here for four years. But it's also off the back of emergency department data, which says over 40% of people that entered our emergency department last month were non-urgent. And that is exactly what you said, Rodney. It's because our GPs are pushed to the max. You either can't get in. Most of them aren't taking new patients. Or, and the cost is so high because of the Medicare gap. It's about 120 bucks yeah. for us to see a doctor. I get it. Our, our GP. So if you haven't got the money, if you're sick, where do you go? Absolutely. You've got to go to the Royal. Appreciate your perspective, Rodney. You can give us a call any time, 13353. And we are, can I just say, we will be covering off on the potential Medicare reform. Yeah, Medicare reform, bulk billing, all of that sort of stuff has a part to do with this. And Nick in Brighton's give us a call. Good morning, Nick. G'day, mate. How's it going? What can we do for you? Oh, I was just calling up to uh, to get a ticket in the metro. You've all right, got then it. you've got it. You've done it. I also know that, Nick, you've chucked a sickie back in the day. Yeah, look, I uh, I was generally the good boy that would always go to work and uh, I'd throw up in garbage bins before I'd go home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but for the for the right girl every now and then, I'd make a bad decision. And uh, the one, one time I remember there was a chef I was working for and he was a right pain in the bum and uh, I just I'd been up all night I hadn't been to sleep yet and the right person was just uh, was able to talk me into it so I um, I called in sick and I managed to get away with that one did you put on a sick voice Nick? Uh, no I think I just said that I'd, I'd done myself a mischief the night before and I was <laughs> Just was straight up about it. <laughs> we appreciate your call, Nick. You got a ticket in the meat tray. Robbo's chicken and meat open seven days in Glenorchy. Wow, Robbo. It is Triple M I'm Breakfast so sorry. with Woody and Tubes. That's my sick voice. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. We love getting your texts on 0488881073. Good morning, Woody and Tubes. Baseball Tasmania's lose day is at Prince of Wales Bay this weekend. Sunday, 10 till 5, a fundraiser for Lose Pancreatic Cancer. Three games of baseball, lots of fun. Come on down, have a bit of a bite to eat and some drinks to raise money for Lou. That is from Nancy in the Midlands. Good morning, friends. Hope the tank stays full from the Oatlands Mayor. That's that's an in-joke with me and Brian O'Reilly. And I'll tell you why, it's not an in-joke because I overheard... Yeah, you re- nearly ran out of petrol coming oh, back from yeah. Launceston. Push the boundaries there. And, which is very unlike you because... I'm organised. And I said to my brother who was in the car, I'm like, mate, do I turn around here? We were at Ross. Do I turn around here and go back to Campbelltown and fill up? And he said, no, there's a petrol station in Oatlands. I'm like, okay. And he How many kilometres did you have left? I had, I think, 70 on the clock. Oh, that's heaps. It'd be fine. Well, we got to Oatlands and the petrol station shut and all locked up. It's not fine. And it was down to 17 k's. So I rang Brian O'Reilly, our friend from the Oatlands District Footy Association, said to him, mate, uh, he didn't answer the call for starters. Then he rang me back and said, where are you? And I said, I'm on top of Spring Hill rolling down. Legitimately rolled. We had 17 k's to go when we got to Oatlands on on the clock. I was trying to get the mood food, which was... 38 kilometres away. <gasps> we made it. Just. Just got there. It literally, and I was like clutching it the whole way down the oh. hills, travelling at 60 I've with done. the hazard lights on, trucks flying past me. I'm just going, turn the air conditioning off, doing anything to save fuel. I've done it so many times. I like to t- kind of risk it sometimes. Got there. The adrenaline rush is full on, isn't it? I treated myself when I got to food. I was packing it. I thought I was going to have to ring the RACT. Or Ferg Morrison. Ferg didn't answer his phone either. Shout out to Ferg. 
Ferg lives up at Oatlands. He didn't answer his phone either. Anyway, thought I'd made some It's funny how so many day. people just <laughs> screen your calls. Uh, Woody and Tubes. Tubes again. Little disappointing. Footy might be stuffed in the state if Glenorchy can't get a side together. What does that help for clubs like Claremont and New Norfolk and St Virgil's around that same area? Well, we're hoping to get the uh, Glenorchy Footy Club back up and running. If you need a game of footy, you want a game of footy, head out to Glenorchy. I really hope. Like, Glenorchy Football Club is one of the oldest football clubs in this state. This is a funny text from Sarah in Newtown. Sounds like the president of the Glenorchy Footy Club has recently watched the Harry and Megan Netflix series. AFL Taz are planning stories to take the heat off them. Sounds very familiar to William and Kate supposedly planning negative stories about Megan to the British press. Thanks, Sarah. No comment. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Triple M Breakfast. Right now we're joined by Peter Forty Ford, Australia's number one entertainment reporter. Morning, Forty. Good morning to you both. What's going on with Molly Meldrum this weekend, Forty? Well, you just never know what's going to go on or what's going to come off, do you? But, uh, well, today he's being given a cake at 12 noon at the Vault in Melbourne. The Vault is the music museum at the Performing Arts Centre. It's free to go to if ever you're in Melbourne. Go and take a look. Do yourself a favour, as Molly would say, and go and check it out. And at 12 noon today, they're presenting him with this extraordinary 80th birthday cake. And then on Sunday is the actual birthday, and that's when he's going to be having uh, this huge huge party in St Kilda and uh, at the Prince of Wales Hotel where I think he may have gone there two or three thousand times in his lifetime and uh, it's a very famous band room in Melbourne so that's the party on Sunday night and like all Molly parties I'm sure it's going to be Overly crowded. We shall wait to see the photos on Monday then. <laughs> Won't you feed 44? Well, uh, Kanye, is he going to be allowed into the country? Because last I heard, he may not be allowed in to visit his kind of wife because it wasn't official, wasn't it? Who's well, from yeah, she's not legal, is she? Yeah. No, she's uh, an illegal bride. Yes. Um, yeah, well, the word is he wants to arrive next week, but there's been no like official confirmation that he's being denied a visa. And I'm sure if he was denied a visa, he'd go public and try and stir it up and you know get them to change their mind because of his anti-Semitic remarks. Mm-hmm. Now, the point about that is that he's not coming here for a lecture tour. And we've had in the past, we've had really controversial people want to come here and address groups. He's not coming here to make money. He's coming here to see his new family, if you like, his extended family or in-laws. So I think that makes it a somewhat different situation. I mean, I know there are some lobby groups who are saying he should not be allowed in. Uh, I'm really kind of in two minds on this one. I don't think it's going to change anything. If he's going to tweet anti-Semitic stuff and nasty stuff, he's going to do it anywhere. The fact that he's here is not going to help him at all. But um, yeah, so we'll see whether he does get the, the invite to come in or not. And 40, what's the reaction to the Oscar nominations? I haven't seen much of this. Is What's going well, on? Look, I thought it was quite a mixed bag of movies. You've got some really big blockbusters like Top Gun, Maverick and, and Avatar have been nominated. And you've got some little small arty house ones. So I think it was quite a good mix. But I thought the real superstar of it all, and she didn't get much publicity, is Catherine Martin, who is the wife of Baz Luhrmann. And she got three nominations this week, three Oscar nominations in one hit. She's already won before too. Just shows how blasé we've become now that that's not really even considered newsworthy. (laughs) Peter Forty Ford, Australia's number one entertainment reporter. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Did you hear Siren Man at the Hobart Hurricanes? In Launceston. On Wednesday. I heard him at Eagle Hawk Neck. Great win. It was a great win. And I feel like we got the crowd up and about, and it was based off this man. (laughs) That's a man's voice. That is a bloke with just his larynx. It sounds a bit like nails down a chalkboard. I know it divided the crowd there because some people loved it, some people were like shut up, other people thought it was an actual emergency. Yeah, that was asking <laughs> me whether we need to evacuate. He just randomly shows up at events <laughs> and he'll just do that. He said he got passed out. He, that gift was given to him under specific training when he was an adult. Yeah, his name's Ryan. And he pushed himself almost hoarse. He did. He did it so often. <laughs> don't, don't. 
can't, I can't do it for long. No, but why would you want it? That wasn't bad. Do you know what I worry with that is? What? I know it was a bit of fun for some people, other people not so much. But it's, that he's, it's like the monkey that cried wolf because he's doing an emergency sign. What's the sound? Mon- no, the what boy if, what who cried something- wolf. No, the monkey. But what about... What's the monkey that cried wolf? This is another that's not news, Woody. No, it's not. This is a Woody's Believe It no, or Not. No, it's not. It's a true story. I've watched it a on a documentary. A monkey cried wolf. Yes. But, you know, my point is, if there's an evacuation, a legit evacuation, people will just think it's Siren Man. I do evacuate the taste once. Well, or was it just Siren Man who didn't? Who wanted to cut the line? Oh. Don't. That's as long as I can do it. The monkey that cried wolf. You really haven't seen this? No. What is it? What's a monkey that cried wolf? So monkeys, what they do is they're actually used as an alarm system. We were told no more monkey chat. (laughs) You started it. Yep. In in the... With the natural way that things happen... Yeah. A monkey, when it sees a lion, will run to the top of a tree... Are you yawning? Yeah. And it will sound an alarm. And what you'll see, that's how you know when a lion or a dangerous animal is around, especially in Africa. Because a monkey's up a tree. Because a monkey's up a tree, but it makes noise. It's like it goes... It does that constantly. Mark the time down route. No, that was a sound effect. That was not me. sound effects. That was not me. That was a legitimate sound effect. And what the animals do is the animals take off. Every single animal you can think of will take off. Now, this monkey that cried wolf, it was doing it because he wanted to eat the leftover food. Ah. So what he would do was he would cry wolf. The tubes monkey of the world. Pretend. That's no good. That there was. You won't like that food. A dangerous animal. They would all take off. Yes. And then he'd munch on the food. Now, the problem was one day he did it for real. And half a dozen poor little animals got eaten by a lion. Oh, so, so. That's why you don't cry wolf. I'm not sure. I'm not. I feel like that monkey's channeling me. I've been at buffets before, or uh. you know, like a party, and said, "Oh, you won't. Don't eat that. It's not. It's not great." And then I eat all the snacks. There were these little um, oh. Anzac biscuits that had been curled up, and then there was caramel like fudge in top, and then a cream on the top, and then a little bit of flake. And I, was, people said, "What are these?" And I said, "Oh, they're not very good." And so people left them, and I got to eat them. It's nothing like the monkey that cried wolf. That's a little bit like it's the monkey that cried wolf. Absolutely not. Watch out, there's a lion coming, so I can eat the food. It's Triple M Breakfast. On Wednesday, we spoke to interim president of the Ganorki District Footy Club, Scott Donaghy. He came out with some pretty heated comments. Damien Gill, the head of AFL Tasmania, has joined us. Good morning, Gilly. Good morning, Woody and Tubes. How we, are we? Were you left, left a bit blindsided by those comments that were made? Yeah, that's a fair comment, Woody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's fair to say a lot of people listen to your show because my phone lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, yeah, no, it, I was blindsided by those comments because they're categorically not true. Um, I'd, I'd prefer not to be talking on the topic um, the way it is we've been talking about. Gunorki for about 12 months now, and it's just the nature of being at the, the floor of the ladder and not having a particularly strong year that, that they have been a, a talking point. And then them themselves uh, were on the record only a couple of weeks ago on TV talking about how they're pushing for more player numbers. So, yeah, we didn't share anything confidential, absolutely not. Um, I think sports journalists in Tassie know I don't give more than I need to, so certainly not the case. Is is footy okay in the state, Damien? Like, you know, there's been a few clubs that have struggled for numbers over the last few years. Are we all right? Yeah, footy is still a very, very strong sport in Tasmania. But that's not to say that there aren't clubs doing it tough. There aren't regions of Tasmania doing it tough. Um, and that's not dissimilar to other parts of Australia um, or other sports. Um, community sport. You know, there's a lot changing within our community. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Uh, it's not a simple thing. Um, you can't put your finger on one reason as to why Glenorchy, for example, are working through what they're working through. Um, so, yeah, it's very complex. It, it mirrors society in a lot of ways. But uh, 
broadly, yes, we're still a strong sport. We are still Tasmania's game. Because it's so incredibly important, and I, go, I say this with all of our grassroots sporting facilities and sporting teams, because it's not just about the sport, but it's also about the mateship and uh, and the social aspect of it as well, isn't it? Yeah, oh, 100%. And that's something I'm really proud of footy in Tasmania is we touch more communities than any other sport. We are as far and wide as you could ever see. And there's towns in Tasmania, you take the footy club out of that town, you rip the guts out of that town. Like, we are so important right across the state. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Gilly. I I love my footy clubs. I love all of the footy clubs in Tasmania. I don't like seeing such a strong club like Glenorchy Footy Club almost on its knees. What does the future hold for Glenorchy in your mind? Well, I remain optimistic, much like Scott. And and just to touch on Scott, like... A bit of credit has to go to him for stepping in in December and putting his hand up, rolling his sleeves up and, and trying to do a lot of hard work for that footy club. And they do have a lot of people on the ground working their socks off trying to get Glenorchy back to where they belong. And credit needs to go to those people. But what I'd love to see is just more people come out of the woodwork, on field, off field, help out this great club, be where they belong. Because right now it's not where they belong, but they can get there. It was not that long ago that they were playing off in grand finals and winning premierships. So equally, they can bounce back to where they belong. And that, that's where they belong because they are a mighty proud footy, footy club with a lot going for it. Fantastic facilities, incredibly rich history, and a very accomplished coach. So anyone considering having a kick that's around the Glenorchy area or has attachments to the club, now's the time to rally around this really proud, important club in the northern suburbs of uh, southern Tasmania. So why do you think Scotty was so frustrated then with AFL Taz? Because he was implying that it was leaked information, private conversations that uh, the AFL Taz were trying to detract from the fact that there's a lot going on with the AFL team and stadium. How do you think he came up with that? I'm not too sure, to be perfectly honest. It's an emotional time. These are difficult circumstances to work through. And on the way through, there's been some misinterpretation. I think anyone that knows me, I'm not afraid to talk about the AFL team stuff. Like I'm incredibly excited about the conversation that's going on around Tassie footy right now and uh, the journey we're on to hopefully get our own AFL team. So that's certainly not the case. But as I said, like Scott deserves some credit for, for stepping up taking on the role at this point in time. And, yeah, look, no hard feelings as far as I'm concerned. It was just misinterpretation on the way through. And all I want to do now is work with Scott and others at Glenorchy to make sure they're in the best shape they can be for this year. So I know time is pressing for you, Damien Gill, the head of AFL in Tasmania. Where are we at with the AFL team? Uh, the AFL team, well, we're working through the, the, the stadium piece, obviously. The, I, I subscribe to the government's vision around uh, the uh, renewal project down at uh, Macquarie Point it looks fantastic and I think it's something that could transform not just Hobart but Tasmania and obviously that uh, is a big factor in the AFL piece so yeah we, we're waiting around that um, and then yeah hopefully once we know more we're on an exciting journey not just at the elite level that's important something I want to get across this discussion has the ability to transform footy all the way through grassroots through to the elite, and we could go to we could end up having the best pathway in the country. So it's an incredibly exciting time in front of us. Come on, Gilly, give us an exclusive here. <laughs> I, I don't have anything for you, Tubes. I mentioned in an answer before, I only give what I need to. Oh, well, Damien, yeah, Damien Gill, head of AFL in Tasmania, thank you so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Pudding Tubes. No stress. Great work, guys. Cheers. Triple M. I'm sure you'll give us the exclusive when it happens. <laughs> Honey. This is Woody and Tubes. Just Tubes behind the scenes, just trying to tell me what kind of partner I need in my no, life well, because just... Tubes is very black and white. And then he just said he should get someone much older. No, I just but, said. Oh, I just said. Not that I'm against that. I don't know. I, the words that came out of my mouth were, well, then I don't know what you need. That's what he just said to me. <laughs> just said, because, I was just trying to help. But you wouldn't, won't give me access to any of your single friends. I don't have any single friends. I thought you did. No, none that you'd be interested in by the sounds of things. <laughs> I am not, hey mate, I am not fussy. No, they I just can't. have to be breathing. I, My thing was, <laughs> and it has to be consensual, I, but I, legal. I don't know. See, I don't. I just, all I, all I need 
Don't say it. It's 22 past eight. You don't, don't say what you just said to me. Off air. That was off air. <laughs> what I was going to talk about mm. was a zoo that is offering lovers a chance to name a cockroach after their ex for Valentine's Day. That's, That's a bit funny. nasty. That is very nasty. Pretty funny. A cockroach. <laughs> well, what would your what would you name your cockroach? Becky Pan. What did you just say to me? <laughs> oh no, I did, didn't I? Never mind. Our state's best on show. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Yes, $100 to give away right now. And Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes, Tazzy Trivia. And Anthony in Glenorchy is joining us. Good morning, Anthony. A very good morning to you. Can you test your buzzer, please, Anthony? Anthony. That's a good one. And Louise in Honeywood, good morning. Good morning, how are you? We're great. Can you test your buzzer too, please, Louise? Louise. Well, that's two very good buzzers there, Woody. All right, let's get busy for $100 worth of cash. That is the silliest thing I've ever said. $100 worth of cash. Yep, we All right, question number one. I'll agree with you. I'll golf clap for it too. Question number one. It's a multiple choice. Which Midlands town has an operating flour mill that is operated by wind? Louise. Oh. Louise, early. Nice. Oatlands. Oh, Louise. Flying. Off to hot start. Question number two. Which is multiple choice. Which Tasmanian jack jumper is from Alabama? A, Jack McVeigh. B, Josh Majette. B, Anthony. Louise. Anthony. Josh Majette. Louise yelling out the answers before buzzing in. So we're going to a tiebreaker. It is a very simple question. Buzz in with your name when you know the answer. Name a Bass Strait Island starting with the letter K. Louis. Oh, no. K. Bass Strait Island starting with the letter K. No, we don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so easy. It is something island that's not Flinders Island. Anthony. Oh, Louise. Anthony. King Island. King Island is correct. (laughs) Well done. Both stumped you. Stumped you both there, Louise. Yeah, that's right. But, Anthony, you've won $100 cash thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. What are you going to do with the money? Oh, well, I I, I think a seafood banquet will be on the cards tonight. You can come back tomorrow. Uh, no, I think I'll take the money and run. It's Triple M Breakfast. This weekend on Sunday, it is the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers Teal Game Fundraiser, raising funds for SHE, which stands for Support Hope Education. And the chair of SHE, the fund, uh, the charity, is on the line right now, Scott Harris. Good morning to you, Scott. Good morning, Tubes. How are you? We're great. We're flying, Scotty. Tell us about what this game means to She and what She is all about. Yeah, look, it's a massive game for us in creating awareness around gynae cancers. And um, we're about to commence Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and so, you know, this is a great sort of shot in the arm for us, um, you really, to get that message out there uh, for women um, and, and, and men as well to... to check on their partners and make sure that if they have symptoms that persist, that they should go and see their, see their doctor. No, so we're, it, we're incredibly excited. It, it's a huge game, and, and you've paired up with the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Last year, you raised $27,000 for the Tasmanian not-for-profit organisation. Scotty, why is this cause so important to you? Uh, well, look, uh, you know, Joe and I, my wife, were bobbing along and then all of a sudden uh, Joe was tired, had a bit of bloating, um, persisted, went to the doctor and we found out eventually that she had stage 4 ovarian cancer oh, and probably would have, you know, 12 months to live. Oh, so um, fortunately, um, she's managed to, to uh, stay around. She's been here for three years and fighting hard. hard. She's had probably uh, I think up to nine rounds of chemo and each of those rounds is probably five or six doses so uh, she's had a radical hysterectomy and also uh, lost her spleen. 
I love and that, many other things. I love that actually you want to try and build a purpose-built cancer wellness centre. I think this is so important in the centre of Hobart, right? That's exactly right. So, you know, we, we feel there's a fantastic opportunity for Tasmania right in that hospital precinct uh, to, to really... I think, um, you know, build a world-class wellness centre to ensure all Tasmanians get the best possible care and wellness. Um, And that's not to be critical of anything else that's happening now, but the more that we support and get the more money that comes into wellness and cancer support, the better off we all are. Absolutely. And as someone that um, watched their father slowly pass away from prostate cancer, it's a horrific time and you can feel very isolated and alone and there's something greater when we uh, are all there for each other and, and help each other through those times. Oh, 100%. And, you know, uh, you know, during that time you tend to see the, the best of humankind and, and sometimes you see the worst. But, you know, you see, you know, for us, the jack jumpers have really rallied around our family and and this cause. So we're incredibly grateful of the hard working team at the Jack Jumpers and um, you know, they're authentic in their approach to this. Joe and I went and briefed the players and staff and they really are committed, you know, to this work. So that that's that's incredibly encouraging yeah, for us. Absolutely. Scott Harris, the chair of SHE, which stands for Support, Hope and Education, is p- joining us here on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. The game is this Sunday at My State Bank Arena. There are live auctions. You can buy virtual seats. All information at jackjumpers.com.au. Scott Harris, the chair of SHE Fundraising. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anything you need from us, please reach out. Thanks very much. To celebrate their 50th birthday, this is Memories of Rest Point on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Create new memories at Rest Point. Come play. (laughs) I've talked over the man again, Woods. As you said, Woody, Rest Point turns 50 this February and Neil in Margate has rung us to tell us his memory of Rest Point. What do you got for us, Neil? G'day. How are you? What you, what's your memory of Rest Point that you'd like to share with us, Neil? Yeah, look, back in 1995, we uh, we came to Tasmania on our honeymoon and uh, our last night we stayed at the casino and we were on the 16th floor. We had a beautiful room overlooking the bay or the harbour and a um, nice bottle of champagne with supplies, some chockies and stuff. Anyway, I looked at the uh, the um, minibar menu and thought, gee whiz, that's pretty expensive, you know, I won't be touching that. Anyway, we went up to the... Um, the revolving restaurant for dinner, had a lovely dinner up there, and then we went down to the casino, and anyway, by three in the morning, I come up with a gut full of scotch and loads of money, I won about 500 bucks or something, and then, uh, yeah, anyway, I proceeded to ring room service, order a steak, and then got straight into the scotch in the mini bar. Yeah, you live, you live a bit like a Kardashian, don't you, sometimes, when you've had a couple, <laughs> always I, drink responsibly. Can I ask you, yeah. was that the experience that made you move to Tassie? Well, as a matter of fact, that... Uh, that was part of the uh, the reason we uh, we did move um, yeah, a few years later, and we lived here for thirteen years. So yeah, uh, good oh, on you, good on it. you, Neil. Well, you've got fifty dollars uh, to spend at Rest Point, however you want. Rest Point, come play. Well done, Neil. Well, that was that. <laughs> that was that. And this is this. Thanks, Sex in the City. Well, I've never Sex watched an episode <gasps> of Sex in the City. Oh, you should. No, I won't. No, because... just try because I'd love your review. No. Do you know they're shooting another film? Because you know Mr. Big, spoiler alert. Uh, no, I don't know Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Big dies. And now spoiler alert. Mr. Big, I'm so now they're shooting it. another one, but you won't believe it. She's rekindled her romance with a Mr. previous Small. one. Oh. Just forget <laughs> it. Anyway. We'll be back from six Monday. Catch you then. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M breakfast.